the postmaster written by rabindranath tagore the postmaster first took up his duties in the village of ulapur though the village was a small one there was an indigo factory nearby and proprietor an englishman had managed to get a post established Our postmaster belonged to Calcutta he felt like a fish out of water in the remote village his office and village and living room were in a dark thatched shed not far from a green slimy pond surrounded on all sides by a dense growth the men employed in the indigo factory had no leisure moreover they were hardly desirable companions for decent folk nor is a calcutta boy an adept of art of associating with others among the strangers he appears either proud or ill at ease at any rate the postmaster had but had but little company nor he had much to do at times he tried his handwriting a verse or two that the movement of the leaves and the cloud of the sky were enough to fill his life with joy such were sentiments though to which he sought to give expression but god knows that the poor fellow would have left it as the gift of a new life if someone genic of the arabian nights had in one night swept away the trees leaves and old and replaced them with macadamized macadamized road hiding the clouds from view with rows of tall postmaster tall houses the postmaster's salary was very small he had to cook his own meals which he used to share with ratan an often often girl of the village who did odd jobs for him when in the evening the smoke began to curl up from the cow sheds and the kikalas chipped in every bush when mendicants of the bowl sect sang their shrill song in their daily meeting place when any poet who had attempted to watch the movement of leaves in dense bamboo thickets would have felt a ghostly shiver run down his back the postmaster would light his little lamp and call uh, out ratan ratan would sit outside waiting for his call and instead of coming at once would reply did you call me sir what are you doing the postmaster would ask i must be going to light the fi- kitchen fire would be the answer and the postmaster would say oh let the kitchen fire for fi- be fire for a while light me my pipe first at last ratan would enter with puffed out cheeks vigorously blowing into a flame a live coal to the tobacco this would give postmaster an opportunity of con- <coughs> conversing well ratan perhaps he would begin do you remember anything of your mother 
दैट वॉज अ फर्टाइल सब्जेक्ट रतन पार्टली रिमेंबर एंड पार्टली डिडेंट हर फादर हैव बीन फाउंडर ऑफ हर ऑफ हर दैन हर मदर शी हिम शी रिकलेक्टेड मोर विवडली ही यूज टू कम होम इन इन द इवनिंग एंड आफ्टर हीज वर्क वन और टू इवनिंग स्टूड आउट मोर क्लियरली देन अदर्स लाइक पिक्चर इन द मेमोरी रतन वुल्ड सेट रतन वुल्ड सेट ऑन द फ्लोर नियर द पोस्ट मास्टर स्वीट एज द मेमोरीज क्राउडेड इन अपॉन हर शी कॉल्ड टू माइंड अ लिटल ब्रदर दैट शी हैड एंड हाउ ऑन सम बाइगोन क्लाउडली डे she had played at fishing with him on the edge of the pond with a twig for a make believe fishing rod such a little incidents would drive or greater events from her mind thus as they talked it would often get very late and the postmaster would feel too lazy to do anything cooking at all ratan would then hastily light the fire and toast some unleavened bread which with the cold remnants of the morning meal was enough for their supper on some evenings seated at his desk in the corner of the big empty shed the postmaster too would call up memories of his own home of mother and his sister of those whom in his exile his heart was sad memories which were always haunting him but he could not talk about with the men of the factory though he found himself naturally recalling them aloud in the presence of simple little girl and so it became that the girl would allowed allude to his people as mother brother and sister as if she had known them all her life in fact she had a complete picture of each one of them painted in her little heart when known during a break in the rains there was a cool soft breeze blowing the smell of the damp grass leaves and leaves in the hot sun felt like the warming breath of tired earth on one's body a persistent bird went on all the afternoon repeating the burden of its one complaint in nature's audience chamber the postmaster had nothing to do the shimmer of the fresh freshly washed leaves and the and the banked up remnants of and the banked up remnants of retreating rain clouds were slides to see and the postmaster was watching them they the postmaster was watching them and thinking to himself 
Oh, if only some kindred soul were near, just one loving human being whom I could know near my heart. This was exactly he went to think on what that bird was trying to say and it was the same feeling which the murmuring leaves were trying to were striving to express but no one knows no one knows <coughs> but no one knows or would believe that such an idea might also take possession of an ill-paid village postmaster in the deep, silent midday interval of his work. The postmaster signed and called out Ratan. Ratan was then sprawling beneath and guava, guava tree, busily engaged in eating unripe guavas. At the voice of her master, she ran up breathlessly, saying, Were you calling me, Dadaji? I was thinking, I was thinking, said the postmaster of teaching you to read. And then for the rest of afternoon, he taught her the alphabet. <clears throat> Thus, in a very short time, Ratan had got as far as the trouble consonants. It seemed as though the showers of the season would never end. Canals, ditches, and hollows were all overflowing with water. Day and night, the patter of rain was heard, and the croaking of frogs. The village roads became impassable, and marketing had to be done in punts. One heavily clouded morning, the postmaster's little pupil had been long waiting outside the door for her call but no, not hearing it as usual. She took up her dog-eared book and slowly entered the room. She found her master stretched out on his bed and thinking that he was resting. She was about to retire on tiptoe when she suddenly her name she suddenly heard her name Ratan. She turned at once and asked, Were you sleeping, Dada? The postmaster in a planetary voice. I am not I am not well. Feel my head. Is it very hot? In the loneliness of his exile and in the gloom of the rains, he is a ailing body needs a little tender nursing he longed to remember the touch of the forehead of soft hands with tinkling bracelets to imagine the presence of loving womanhood the nearness of mother and sister and the exile was not disappointed Ratan ceased to be a little girl she at once stepped into the post of mother she called in the village doctor gave the patient his pills and proper at the proper intervals sat up all night by his pillow cooked up he cooked his gruel for him and 
एवरी नाउ एंड देन आस्क आर यू फीलिंग अ लिटिल बेटर दादा इट वॉज समाइम बिफोर द पोस्ट मास्टर वॉज वीकेंड विद द पोस्ट मास्टर विद वीकेंड बॉडी वॉज एबल टू लीव ही सिक बेड नो मोर ऑफ दिस सेड ही विद डिसीजन आई मस्ट गेट अ ट्रांसफर ही एट वंस रोट ऑफ टू कैलकता एन एप्लीकेशन फॉर अ ट्रांसफर ऑन द ग्राउंड ऑफ अनहेल्दीनेस ऑफ द प्लेस रिलीव्ड फ्रॉम हर ड्यूटीज एज नर्स रतन अगेन टूक अप हर ओल्ड प्लेस आउटसाइड द डोर बट शी नो लॉन्गर हर्ड द सेम ओल्ड कॉल शी वुड समटाइम्स पीप इन साइड फर्टिवली टू फाइंड द पोस्ट मास्टर सिटिंग ऑन द चेयर और स्ट्रेचड ऑन हिज बेड एंड स्टेयरिंग एबसेंट माइंडेडली इन टू द एयर वाइल्ड रतन वॉज अवेटिंग फॉर हर कॉल द पोस्ट मास्टर वॉज अवेटिंग फॉर अ रिप्लाई टू हिज एप्लीकेशन द गर्ल रेड हर ओल्ड लेसन्स ओवर एंड ओवर अगेन हर ग्रेट फेयर वॉज लेस्ट वेन द कॉल केम शी माइट बी फाउंड वॉन्टिंग इन द डबल कॉन्सोनेट्स एट लास्ट आफ्टर अ वीक द कॉल डिड come uh, one evening with an overflowing heart ratan rushed into her room what are you calling me dada the postmaster i am going way tomorrow away tomorrow ratan where are you going dada i am going um, home when will you come back i am not coming back he replied ratan asked no other questions the postmaster of his own record accord went to went on to tell her that his application for a transfer had been rejected so he has resigned the post and was going home for a long time neither of them spoke another word lamp went on dimly burning from a leak in one corner of the thatch water dripped steadily into an other vessel on the floor beneath it after a while ratan rose and went off to the kitchen to prepare the meal but she was not so quick about it as on other days many new things to think many new things to think of had entered in her little brain when the postmaster did not <clears throat> when the postmaster had finished his supper the girl suddenly asked him dada will you take me to your home the postmaster laughed what an idea but he did not think did not think it's it necessary to explain the girl wherein lay the absurdity that whole night in her waking and in her dreams the postmaster laughing reply haunted her what an idea on getting up next morning the postmaster found his bath ready he had stuck to his calcutta habit of bathing in water drawn and kept in pitchers instead of taking a plunge in the river as was the custom of the village for some region or other the girl could not ask him 
about the time of departure so she had fetched the water from the river along before sunrise that it should be ready as early as he might want it after the bath came a came a call for ratan she entered noiselessly and looked silently into her master's face for orders the master said you need not be anxious about my going away ratan i shall tell my successor to you to look after you these words were kindly meant no doubt but instru- instructable are the ways of women's heart ratan ratan had born many a scolding from her master without any complaint but these kind of words she could not bear she burst out weeping and said no no you need not tell anybody about anything at all about me i don't want to stay on here the postmaster dumbfounded he had never seen ratan like this before the new incumbent duly arrived and the postmaster having given having given over charge prepared to depart just before starting he called ratan and said here is something for you i hope it will keep you for some little time he bought out his pocket of month's salary retaining only a trifle for his traveling expenses then ratan fell at his feet and cried oh dada i pray you don't give me anything don't in any way uh, trouble about me then she ran away out of sight the postmaster heaved a sigh uh, to look took up his carpet bag put his umbrella over his shoulder and accompanied by a man carrying his colored tin trunk he slowly made for the boat when he got in and the boat was under way the and the rain swollen river like a stream of like a stream of tears welling up from the earth swelled and sobbed at her bows then he felt a pain at heart the grief stricken face of a village girl seemed to be represent for him the greater unspoken pervading grief of mother earth herself at one time he had an impulse to go back and bring away along with him that lonesome wave forsaken of the world but the wind had just filled the sails the boat had got well into middle of the turbulent current and already the village was enough left behind and its outlying outlay outlying burning ground came inside so the traveler born on the breast of the swift flowing river consoled him with philosophical reflections on the numberless meetings and the partings going on in the world 
of uh, in the world on death the great parting from which no one returns but ratan had no philosophy she was wandering about the post office in a flood of tears it may be that she should had she should she had still a lurking hope in some corner of her heart that her dada would return and that is why she could not tear herself away alas for our foolish human nature its fond mistakes are pers- persistent the dictates of reason take a long time to assert their own sway the surest proof meanwhile are disbelieved false hope is clung to with all one's might and main till a day comes when it has stuck sucked the heat hurt dry and it forcibly breaks through its bond and departs after that comes the misery of awakening and then once again the longing to get back into the maze of the same mistakes thank you my name is arim vidhuri and i am from class 9c